summer ends, and the holidaymakers leave Dover Court. The evenings grow darker. A cold wind blows in off the North Sea, and the leaves begin to fall from the trees. November comes round quickly, and on the eve of my departure, Mother sits with me in my room, helping me to mark my clothes. Barely a word passes between us as I pack for the day, when I shall be leaving home for the first time. When Father eventually returned from work, I had already helped Mother prepare the evening meal. My choice, bangers and mash with onion gravy, followed by spotted dick and custard. We ate in relative silence, just a music programme for company on the wireless. I helped to clear away the dishes. Then Father handed me my coat. Come on, Phil. Let's go for a walk. Don't be too late, Mother said. Phyllis and I have an early start tomorrow. Are you sure you won't join us? Father asked. No. Phyllis and I will have plenty of time together on the long journey. All right, he said, helping me on with my coat. If you're sure. He grabbed his hat and overcoat and passed me his tobacco pouch and papers. Roll one for me, Phil. He opened the front door, and we stepped out into the cold night air. It already smelled of bonfires, and the smoke of burning wood and coal puffing away from so many chimneys. Marine Parade? I asked. Not tonight, Phil. I thought I'd buy you a drink at the King's Arms. He gave me a sheepish grin. What about Mother? I said, knowing that she wouldn't approve of me drinking. It wasn't Christmas, and it certainly wasn't my birthday. Father pulled me down the garden path and out of the front gate. We turned away from the wind whipping up the avenue from the seafront and walked briskly towards Main Road, him with one hand holding his hat securely on his head and the other thrust through my arm as I made a pig's ear of rolling him a cigarette. I invited her, he said, and she turned me down. Father, I exclaimed, though I could barely keep the amusement from my voice. I passed him the cigarette and he paused and cupped his hand to protect his match from the wind. He took a few puffs and straightened up again. We carried on walking through the high street. I want to celebrate my daughter's success, and I can't think of a better way than at the King's, can you? Here. He passed me the cigarette. I hesitated, but he just nodded, and I put the cigarette to my lips. You're grown up now, Phil. Eighteen years old. Besides, I know you smoke. Only on occasion, I protested. Father grinned back at me. On occasion. And this is an occasion, is it not? He jerked his head in the direction of the pub, standing invitingly on the corner. It's red paintwork and lights, shining out like a Christmas bauble. They've got a piano, he added. I haven't played for a while, Father. Come on, he said. Play some tunes for your old man. I don't think Mother would be best pleased if she knew I was playing the piano in a public house. Well, I won't tell her if you don't. I had to laugh at that, and I linked my arm in his and let him take me into the saloon bar. A fug of beer, tobacco, and the scent of men hit me squarely in the face as we pushed our way through the revellers towards the bar. The landlord, a tall, thick-set man with a bulbous nose, sparkling eyes and mutton-chop whiskers, was standing there polishing a pint glass with a white rag. He looked up as we approached, slinging the rag over his shoulder. "'Evening, Alf,' the landlord said. "'Who's this pretty little thing on your arm, then? Your Violet know you're out with another girl?' "'Hello, Bob,' father said. "'This is Phil, my lovely daughter. 
She's off to the smoke to become a nurse, and I'm buying her a farewell drink. Well, then, the landlord said, shaking me by the hand. What will be your pleasure, miss? I didn't hesitate. A pink gin, please. I awoke the next morning with the sun streaming in through a gap in the curtains onto my face, and with the sound of last night's piano playing ringing in my ears. I stretched and smiled, and suddenly remembered. Today was the day, 3rd of November, the day I was to leave the protection of my parents and go and live alone in the capital. Gosh, I thought, was this what I really wanted? What had I gone and done? A sudden hard rap on my door gave me a start. Phyllis, I sighed. Actually, I don't think I will.